Welcome, everyone. To the CavsCorner.com podcast. CavsCorner.com, your source for Virginia sports. I am Brad Franklin, publisher of CavsCorner.com, coming to you live from the palatial Franklin Estates in the West End of Richmond, where it is uh, Wednesday, May the 4th, be with you. Um, being the Star Wars nerd that I am, I am very happy about this day. Um, definitely wore a Star Wars shirt all day, did not care. Um, but anyway, uh, this is not a Star Wars podcast, unfortunately. Uh, I really should probably get one of those. Uh, we are going to talk uh, UVA football. We have a special guest that we want to talk with tonight. Um, something we've been planning kind of in the works for a few weeks. So really glad to, to finally be able to bring it to you. Uh, before we get started, let me introduce uh, the one least panelist uh, from the crew, from the regular crew. David Spence is back out in Waysboro. Dave, welcome back to the podcast, sir. It's always great to be with you, Brad. <laughs> David Spence, <laughs> who Dave's on the board, at who Dave's on Twitter. And Cavs Corner is also on Twitter, Cavs underscore corner. Great place for our in-game updates, content items, and the uh, occasional witty banter. Um, our special guest tonight is someone who has actually been around the podcast since its inception. Um, he he did not speak <laughs> the very the very first day. Yeah, he was not, he did not speak on that show. Uh, he he kind of like Justin did the other night. Um, he did not he did not talk <laughs> that night. But he he was he was always uh, he, he was always a, a member of the team, so to speak. Uh, now he has, I think, a really cool uh, kind of. He's going to give us a really cool insight on something I think a lot of fans have always wondered about, and that's the NFL draft. Uh, Maurice Kennedy Sr., welcome back to the podcast, my friend. How are you? All right, guys. How y'all doing today? Doing really well, man. I, I, we appreciate the time. Um, obviously, it's been a crazy uh, you know, few weeks, a couple months, whatever, for you and Reese. Um, I, I kind of want to walk through um, you know, a little bit of just kind of the experience. Um, obviously, you know, Reese has gone through a, a pretty uh, unique process. It's, it's not something – I mean, look, a lot of kids get recruited – you know, to play football or play, you know, sports in college. And some of them get to, you know, recruit to the D1 level. And some of those kids go on to, to play in the pros. I, I kind of think that, for me at least, I'm, I'm really curious to hear, you know, how this process works from, from y'all's point of view and um, to get some of, your, um, some of your, your insights on it. I guess the place I want to start is from the time that the, that, the, that the season ended, take me through just, a, you know, the first maybe month or so. How, how soon did Reese start to – to kind of put in the the, the work, where, where did he go? What did he do? Take me through just what that that like aftermath of the season was like for him and for you guys too. Yeah, um, after the season over, we had uh, probably a couple weeks, and then we did Christmas, and then that Sunday right after Christmas, Reese hit the, hit the road and started working out. Um, he went down to Florida and worked out down there with uh, Dean. Pomerini, I always mess his name up. I'm sorry if he's listening to this. Um, and uh, he worked out. <laughs> he worked out there, and uh, he also worked with a uh, with a specialty coach. And his name, oh lord, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, but he worked with a specialty coach, and uh, he worked on technique and and trying to fix some things that Reese was doing wrong, and and then the. Uh, he got his hips loose because, you know, they say, you know, he's too too tight in the hips. He's too, you know, they basically broke him down and built him back up. Was so then we went through the senior bowl process. And uh, after that, he started training again for the combat. Right. When you when you guys were selecting who you wanted him to work with, how did that – did you go on recommendations from other guys that you knew? Were you working, um, you know, through an agent? How did that process – how did you come to work with those specific guys to train him? Actually, his agent, Andy Ross, um, hooked him up um, with the specialty coach, with the training down in Florida, uh, Roman board, food, everything was, you know, was done to a specific, you know, football type thing, you know, diet, weight, right. you know, kidney, you know, all that good stuff. Was that, when you talked to him while he was going through the training before even the, for the, before even the senior bowl, was that something that, was it? What what kind of a, I guess how different from what he was used to was that like how how dramatic was that kind of change for him? Uh, it was really a really big change. He he learned some things that you know he he hadn't learned at the school and and uh, so the guy that that was the specialty coach was basically a uh, a coach in the NFL. He coached a lot of guys from Arizona and. Came from the other um, football football place they worked out at, but um, Pete P 
Pete's pretty good. Pete's pretty good. The guy down in Florida, cool. He really helped him out. When Pete. But by, by this point, what are you guys? What are you guys hearing in terms of the of projections and what's the noise like from from the agent side? I mean, what's the what, what's the thought process before you even get to the Senior Bowl? Uh, we've been hearing anywhere from late second to fifth round, and you know, kind of pretty. It was it was really spread out because you know they really couldn't pin down a, a round that they would right. know, see him projected in right. Well, and, and this was a draft heavy. Well, I mean, I guess most drafts are probably heavy on on defensive backs, but this one seemed to be especially deep at corner. Um, yes. So he goes to the Senior Bowl. What was that? What was that experience like? Did um, did you guys get to go down, or what was that? What was that like? Yeah, my wife and I went down, and uh, that was an awesome experience. Um, <laughs> Mardi Gras, right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Our uh, hotel is right on the street where the Mardi Gras was going oh, by. Oh, okay. So we actually had. Basically, front row seats. Um, <laughs> well, they, that was probably worth the, the price of admission right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we uh we we got down there and it's, it's a lot. The, the fanfare is like really the atmosphere is really different, um, but but exciting. The uh, the Alabama people are really really intense. <laughs> everything I mean, every time you talk to someone, roll tide, roll tide. <laughs> Was that was, was what kind of feedback did he get from from that from that game and from the practices? Uh, the practices were were, were awesome. Um, he displayed some skills that you know they hadn't seen on tape. Um, all the scouts was um, was very pleased with him. He spoke with all thirty two teams while he was down there. Hold on, I gotta I gotta make a joke here. Oh my gosh, look, he can actually play press coverage. Okay, sorry. Can <laughs> yeah. <you> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, sorry, exactly. I, had, I had to get exactly. that out of my system. It's just bubbling right there. But so, the, yes. so he talked to talked to folks from from each uh, from each team. What was that like? Yes. Uh, actually, we weren't there during that process. That was that was doing earlier that week, and then probably a day or so while we we're there. Um, but from what I'm understanding, it was it was a lot of questioning and 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 talks with um, head coaches. He talked to a couple owners. So it was, it was. I know he pretty. He pretty much had a really good time. Yeah, Mo. We um. So we're talking. Refresh my memory. Senior bowls. What time of the year? We're talking late February, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So we're twenty fifth, something like that. Yeah. So just to. I don't think you know. As a fan of the game, you know, everyone's all about you know. You come into school, you're going to do your four years, you're going to get your degree. But in honesty, you know, if you're going to be honest, it's really hard once you get to that second semester of your senior year, you know, to have time to concentrate on class and prepare for the prepare for the draft and senior bowl and all those things. Correct. Oh, yes. So, so Reese, essentially, second semester is he going to school at all, or is his main focus the draft? We, we basically sat down and had a big powwow. I thought it was in his best interest to go ahead and concentrate on getting his training and and getting everything straight. Because, I mean, you, you figure like, a team will call you in a moment's notice today, you know, for a workout or another team might want you to do this and that. So it was kind of kind of dangerous for him to be going to school and doing all of this, you know, because running the risk of failing out. Not failing yeah. out, but <laughs> yeah, not yeah, doing yeah, well yeah, in class. True. Yeah, yeah. But, that, but that's pretty standard for most players, right? I mean, if you're a senior who's no, who knows the NFL's in your future, you're probably not working out. You're probably not attending normal classes that second semester. Exactly. Exactly. Year. Okay. Exactly. Um, I know you and I talked a little bit while you're down at the Senior Bowl um, before we proceed through the whole process. I mean, I'm getting older. I'm older than Brad. Brad. Brad, I'm sure Brad is more than willing to own up to the fact that I'm older than he is. Yes, but, this is true. <laughs> um, I, so I've gotten to the point in my life, you know, I, I'm, I'm 40 something now. Uh, the, uh, you know, it's interesting to me as a fan, I used to think of it as being the player, like thinking I could, you know, what would it be like to be a prospect? Now I'm thinking of it more as like, what do you feel as a parent when you right. like you don't have any you've been going to games for years you, you don't have yes. control over what, what maurice does on the field right um tell me is there a difference between your anxiety level when he's 
look, every game you played as a college player was essentially an audition for the NFL. Right. But it's not quite as dramatic as Senior Bowl and NFL Draft. So what are you like? What are, <laughs> is your wife still talking to you at the Senior Bowl? Yes, yes. I, actually, we, we, we kind of took everything in stride because we never went through that type of experience before. And, and I was almost like during the headlight type thing. So I couldn't inject, you know, a lot of emotion, but nervousness, I was kind of comfortable because I knew he had, you know, some extra training, some extra workouts. And um, so I was pretty comfortable about him going out there and doing his best. Yeah. So coming out of the senior bowl, yeah, as Brad mentioned, he, he had really good reviews out of the senior bowl and, you know, knowing you and, and, and knowing Reese as a column, um, you know, obviously I'm, I'm a little invested in his future yeah. more so than the other players. Yeah. You know, everything you re- you read out of him, every, every, all public reports out of the senior bowl were positive. Um, and then a couple weeks, I guess it was two or three weeks later that it may be, it may be the time frame is a little different, but it was a few weeks later that it was at random NFL.com. I think it was NFL.com. They called him soft, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that was actually yeah. put up right before the the actual game, and when I read it, I was like, "Wow, what is this coming from?" Yeah, yeah, I hate to say, hate to be the guy like talk about that a little bit, but <laughs> talk about that a little bit. Yes, definitely. Mo Senior. <laughs> yeah. So when when I was reading it, you know, you, you reading it's okay, that's cool, and then with the weaknesses, I said, "All right, you know, I understand it, understand it." Then I got to the bottom when I seen him say he was soft, and people's not. They weren't coming to his side. I was like, what game, what person, who were they watching? Because I've never seen none of this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, and for people who don't know Maurice, like Brad and I have gotten a, the pressure of knowing, knowing Maurice. He's, he's, not, he's not your typical, like, sports parent. He's pretty critical. He's probably more critical of, of Reese than, than the average fan. Um, I'm, so... But even that one kind of shocked us, right? I mean, yes, it was more yes. scheme than yeah, it was than definitely actuality. More, yeah, because yeah, I'm looking, I was like, I mean, he, how can you make a judgment like that? You don't know what 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 plays are being called, or if if he's told that he has to stay back, or if he's told he has to, he can't go up. I mean, I I, I don't understand someone making that type of judgment without going to you know they couldn't have talked to a coach. Put it like that. Yeah, either a coach. No, he, so I, I was going to say go either ahead, either a coach he he played for or a coach he played against because I always yeah, thought yeah, either way. You know that was that was something that you know, you know when you talk to different people around the league um, around the ACC when I say league, um, you know Reese got a lot of uh, you know um, a, a lot of positive um, comments and and the way people viewed him, you know when I would when like when I would talk to. The different media folks and you know we talk about what virginia might have you know everybody always talked about reese as being a big you know a big stalwart on that defense i mean it was it was a little surprising honestly i agree to to hear that and or to read that but at the same time i I think too you got to be mindful of like this nfl process and like there are so many different like there's so much noise you know like yeah you know an agent could talk to the wrong person and you know next thing you know because they're trying to hype up maybe one or two of their guys um, you right. know, there's always kind of this misdirection element of the draft, which I know for <laughs> for Dave, you know, the draft is like crack cocaine. You know, he just can't get enough of it. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. oh I, yeah, I'm of my, I, I've I've always been like, if if there are guys that I've covered or guys I know who are going to be in there, I'm always excited. But otherwise, to me, the draft, a lot of it is just you know, it's just noise. But and that's one of the big reasons why is like you just never know, you know, what, yeah. you know, where things are coming from and and why. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But I, I, I've always wondered in the background how you know how how, did, how the process went right. going through it is definitely something right. I didn't expect. So you get you guys get through senior the senior bowl. You go through the you know the next you know month or so. You're getting I guess into March now. How did he did he, how many if you can I don't know if you can rattle them off or or what. But workouts. Talk to me about who 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 where he went who he saw and kind of where your feelings were going into the draft. What was what was y'all's mindset? Uh, actually, it was it was a little quieter than I expected. Um, had a couple teams that he did interviews with after pro day. Um, then he did some some other interviews, and he had he met some coaches. Um, he he basically didn't work out with anyone. 
and so he he basically stayed up school, stayed at school, and worked out there. Right. Yeah. What teams? What teams was he hearing from the most as 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 the draft kind of started to creep up? Mm, I actually couldn't tell you because it it was it was like you know who you hearing from Reese, and he would tell me a couple teams. You say like a New England. <laughs> Uh, New England. That makes sense. From, yes, <laughs> he's not gonna tell much. I tell no, you that. That's, that's um, <laughs> now, who his dad wanting him to go to? We, we, I know the answer is pretty obvious, right? We, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I, I was kind, I was kind of rooting, it, you know, quietly for the Cowboys to go ahead and step up. <laughs> There's nothing quiet about it. <laughs> I was kind of waiting, but you know, right. they, they, how he, many Cowboys super rings did you try? How many Cowboys Super Bowl rings did you try on during the Senior Bowl? <laughs> I got, I got to try on one. I actually right, got to try on one. Um, so what? So what are y'all hearing in terms of the? What's his agent hearing at this point in terms of uh, um, projections? Uh, still hearing the same projections. Uh, right, okay. Late, late second, all the way to the. So, so, so we leading up to the draft day. What are your? What do you? I, I, we've talked a lot about what you know. What Reese has done. What, what, what's the mm-hmm. family? What's I mean? I'm guessing you're probably getting phone, you know, text messages from family and friends. You're dealing with people like Dave um, in, in your ear constantly <laughs> about what's what you're hearing. Uh, how hard? Was I gave him space, man. Give me some breath. Yeah. How yeah, hard yeah, was that uh, that process for you, Mo? What was that? What was that like for you? Just as you, leading up to the draft, even before you know the thing got there, I can imagine it was a lot of stress, just the unknown, and then people constantly hitting you up and wanting to know more. What, but what was that like for you? Uh, it wasn't too stressful up, you know, up to up to the draft. Um, actually, uh, I I kind of had to get everybody in gear to like, hey, uh, this is about to happen, you know. So everybody kind of kind of stayed laid back. I guess you know, the not knowing kind of kept them at bay. Um, but up until the actual day one, I was I was cool. You now, it, b- before we get yeah, oh, go sorry, ahead, no no go, go ahead, ahead Dave. no you're good go ahead now i was gonna say before we get to like talking about friday you know thursday friday saturday mm-hmm. how i hope no one listening to this it takes it personally but how many new family members did you come up with between oh. thursday and saturday <laughs> <laughs> no. I, i'm friends with you on facebook i know it's got to be at least 50 actually uh no we, we all we all it pretty steady standard. Right. On, on I had one, one one lady hit me up that last name was kind of spelled like mine, but it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it was C A N A D A Y. <laughs> oh, she must have been listening to the ESPN three broadcast of the William Mary game last year. Oh yeah, yes. <laughs> Canada <Exactly>. Day. Yes. <laughs> so the draft comes. The day yes. of the draft. Um, Guessing, I'm guessing just because of what you guys were hearing and, and, and kind of where things were, you, you probably mm-hmm. didn't didn't have too much uh, set up, you know, in terms of expectations on the first day. Um, right. What what was that second day like for you? Oh, so second day. Well, actually, the, the plan was okay. We're gonna have it. We're gonna have pizza, and you know, pizza and drinks for Friday, just in case. So if he was to get chosen. Saturday would just be a uh, celebration. Right. So Friday we sat there and sat there and sat there. And when his name wasn't called, you know, I said, that's all right. We had already planned for Saturday. Everybody's cool. So so we see y'all tomorrow. So then Saturday came and, uh, you know, we set up and did the same thing. But we, we cooked more food that time. <laughs> all right. I lost myself. You, you lost yourself. <laughs> it's probably worth, it's probably worth what mentioning. What was the second part um, of the question? Um, I, I, I know work, Mo has worked like a, a million hours this week, so so forgive oh, yes. him if, he's, oh, if yes. he sounds a little tired. All right, so so you so you get through the the, the that Saturday. What's right? What? How are how are you guys holding up? How's Reese holding up? What's the what's the collective? mindset where you know how what nerves frustration level what's it what's that like for you all right cool all right so the the nerves part reset you know dad i'm i'm, I'm not gonna look at it 
I said, okay, all right. So he looked at it a little bit, then he went outside and sat on the porch with his friends, and they talked a little while. So I, you know, I, I kept on looking at it, and I kept on looking at it, and name just kept dropping. Then I started seeing cornerbacks going. I'm like, all righty. So uh, after the third or fourth cornerback went through, doing the third round, I said, okay, he should be coming up. So I say, all right. when Fuller Lane was going to call, I say he should be somewhere near after Fuller goes. So when Fuller goes, and I'm seeing two or three more go by, nerves went to, you know, 10. I mean, everybody got nervous. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reese got to a point, ran the fourth round. He said, look, I'm going for a walk. So him and his, him and his friend went out, and they, they went for a walk, came back, and the fifth round was still going. So at that point, I'm like all nerves, and I'm, I was looking at the telephone. I'm like, you know, forget this telephone. I'm going to my computer. <laughs> I need to see a big screen. Change the mojo. not working. <laughs> right, right. I hear you. So uh, during the sixth round, um, Reese was in his room, and he started getting phone calls. You know, he, mm-hmm. he, he was saying you know, a team would call and say, hey, look, if you're up when – um, when our turn is, we're going to pick you. So he got like three or four calls like that. So I'm sitting in the room and I heard him say, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I said, oh, that sounds serious. So I got up. <laughs> <laughs> I got up and uh, walked into his room. And I said, I said his, his friend was sitting there and she was going, nodding her head. So I, I heard him say, yes, sir. I'm Starball. I said, oh, yes. You know, something about to scream. So I go downstairs and I go, yo, it's time. So um, he he finishes the conversation, uh-huh. and he uh, he comes he comes downstairs and he says, "I'm a Baltimore rape," and everybody just yelled. Oh, that's awesome! I mean, just yeah. So um, a little you know a little light in my head went off and clicked. I said, "Wait a minute, I got a Baltimore Ravens hat." <laughs> <laughs> so I run upstairs. And grab my hat, and I come down with my hat on, and everybody's like, looked at me like, "How did you know?" I said, "I didn't." <laughs> so I said, "I said I got a story to tell y'all." And I said, "What?" Uh, I lost my brother to a heart attack in two thousand two. Mm-hmm. Two thousand one season, my brother and I went to a Ravens game because he won it. He won a, you know, won it, mm-hmm. won it for doing good at work. Right. So, so that last outing was uh one well, last weekend that me and my brother spent together was at a Ravens game. So I bought that I had bought the hat and held on to it for, you know, for you know just for, for keepsake because you know that's, that was the last time my brother had it. And I told everybody that I mean the whole room just fell yeah, on the floor. I bet. Yeah, yeah. So um after after, after we got ourselves together, we <laughs> we went we went outside and took pictures and my crazy mother Oh, Started singing Purple Rain. <laughs> 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 so we all singing Purple Rain, taking pictures. And uh, I, I, I got to say, that was an experience I would never forget. That's awesome. It was, it was just awesome. Just awesome. So, how quick, so you go from nerves and worry and stress to, oh, man, my son just got picked in the NFL draft. Well, yes. I mean, you look, I, we've known you since – since Reese was a was basically since he signed and like since, since yeah. the way back, so I mean it's been a it's been a journey, obviously. Yes. But I mean Reese was I mean for, for folks who may not know, I mean Reese wasn't a kid who, you know, had you know dozens of offers. I mean, you right. know, he was he was he had to do his best to kind of grind his way on, on into a into a spot and then to kind of turn it into that. What was that? I mean, what was that like for you, man? What what did you did you feel? Relief? Did you feel excitement? A little bit of both? What was that? What was that moment like for you as a as a parent? That moment there was 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 like seeing, you know how, how you see somebody work hard all their life and hurt and work and work and work and they they never really got mm-hmm. their just due, mm-hmm. and to see him to get his just due, and and to see the smile on his face when he came downstairs with that hat on because he put it on right after I took it off. Right. Right. <laughs> And to see that smile on his face, I mean, that, that that's something that you can't pay for or, or even try to bottle. That makes sense, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Did um, yeah. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, look, it, you know, most of the 
as, as a draft junkie, as Brad kind of alluded to. I mean, yeah, people don't realize like even and you and I were talking as we got late in the draft, you know, texting back and forth. Um, yeah, you, you do kind of reach that point, And I don't know if you'd kind of settled your mind on like you do get to that point late in the round, late in the draft where you're like, I almost is it better for him not to get drafted so he can pick the situation that fits him best as an undrafted free agent. Mm -hmm. Um, you guys are pretty blessed with the organization. He ended up getting drafted. Oh yes. Um, Yes. I am guessing you as a life lifetime Cowboys fan. My guess is you're still rooting for the Cowboys, but (laughs) they've, they've got, they've got a, you probably have more purple in your wardrobe than you did before. Um, no, no, they've they, they kind of got pushed in the back burner. Uh, I've already, I've already <laughs> pushed changed, it back, right? Yeah, you already changed the profile picture. I've been on eBay and ordered all my stuff. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, it's it's your side. I can't even imagine, like, when, when my daughter gets, you know, my daughters are young, when they, when they get, when they make like a, when my oldest, who's six now, makes a cheerleading team, it it <laughs> I'm yeah. beaming with pride. Like, yes. and and you through the whole process, I'm I'm sure when when Reese got his first Division One scholarship offer, yeah, you probably were a pain to be around to most of your close friends because you talked about it too much, right? So, no, what what are, what are you like now, Mo? <laughs> no, I, I kept it humble. I kept it humble. Uh, a couple of people that that they heard about it, like Reese, I didn't know your son played football. I said, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, but I know it sounds self-serving because we're we're quite close to you to, to say you're right about that. But you are. I mean, yeah, that makes. A lot I, of honestly, I go to little league baseball games all the time, and there there are kids whose their parents whose eight year old kid is a good baseball player who are more yeah. boisterous about their kid than you are. Yeah, and and I don't I don't want to turn this. I don't want to get it off topic too much, man. But I don't know how many times we'll get to talk to you on the podcast again, but. The way you are as a father, like yeah. everyone should be like that. Yeah, I, mean, I would agree with that. Um, you're you're good, man, and I look forward to. I uh, hope I'm at the first game. He is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm gonna do my best to be at his first game as a Raven. Um, cool. And let's cool. not forget, I mean, six round six round picks. It's not first round money, but hey, man, most of us, most of us yeah. working folks. Yes, it took a lot of years to make what he's he's getting out of the signing bonus. So let's let's not feel. Yes. <laughs> All right, well, let's not count. Let's not count the man's exactly. money because that's I, I'm not a big believer in that. Um, I, but <laughs> no, I will signing say, bonus, signing bonus. Uh, no, he, he gets that. No, exactly. I, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. I, I just I just want to say too, like just to kind of echo what Dave just said. Like Mo, I mean, I would you know Mo would reach out to me after practice and be like, "How'd they look?" But that was it. You know, he ne- I don't I never got the sense like you know. If if Reese had a good game, Reese had a bad game. I never got text messages or or whatever from Mo to tell me like, hey, you know, you need to, you know, you should really do this or you should do that. I mean, I I, yeah. I appreciate the fact that you you had a uh, a way to talk to people who could like put stuff out there and you never used it to any kind of negative advantage. I always thought I gotta say, man, I I got I know a lot more. <laughs> I've talked to a lot of parents in my day. Um, through this website, and I, I can yeah. honestly tell you, you're one of maybe a handful that wouldn't, you know, if they were in a position where they they could talk to a publisher of a, of a site, and somebody who covered the team, like they wouldn't use it to their advantage. I think it's human nature, but also too, I think it's respectable as hell that that you you yeah. never did that. You know, the only time I think you and I really ever even talked much about stuff was when he got hurt that time. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, when he decided he needed to uh, catch a catch a cleat to the kidney. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but other than that, I mean, you know, you you were always, you know, I thought just really respectful, um, and and it, so it doesn't surprise me that you had a friend who didn't even know that your son <laughs> played ball. But I'm like Dave, I'm, I'm really yeah. looking forward to, to to watching Reese and seeing where he goes. I, I do ha- I do have one more question. So sure. So the so he gets picked, crazy celeb. You know, everybody's happy. So what so what what was the I- immediate aftermath like for him? Like, did he, you know? Has he reported? What's the what's the process like when you get drafted? What's what's the next step like? What do you do? Cool. Uh, actually, tomorrow he's on a plane and he's flying to Baltimore, and they're going to start a a three day mini camp. Then after that, he's going to come home Sunday, and then I'm pretty sure next week he's going to be working on living arrangements. Gotcha. So, has- so they're flying him from Richmond to Baltimore. 
Yeah, yeah. Actually, the NFL got him. too much money, man. <laughs> Actually, they go fly him from Richmond to Charlotte to Baltimore, <laughs> 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 which is awesome, man. Which is awesome. Yeah. Um, NFL. <laughs> yes, he, indeed. So you gotta he, love him, man. When gotta does he actually him. sign? Has he already signed? What's the? How's that process work? Uh, actually, I think. Doing this, doing this three day process, they can be okay, doing paperwork cool, cool, cool. and signing cool. and everything. Then, so that's what, so that's when uh, it becomes official. Official. That's awesome, man. Um, yes, I, I did yes. have In before fact, we... I looked on the website. And he's listed on the roster. Nice. What um, number is it going to be? So they got, they got a number yet? No, they just got a blank face right. and a blank face. His name. He's blank face. <laughs> blank face candidate. <laughs> um, so, let, all right, wait. Before we let you go, I do have one more question. I wanted to ask you about. Obviously, since Reese's high uh, high school, since Reese's college career has come to an end, the, uh-huh. the staff has changed. Uh-huh. Um, it it seems like to me that that they have been extremely positive about helping anybody. Um, but I'm curious uh-huh. as to how much interaction Reese had with the with the new folks, um, if if at all, what that process was like, and 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 if you guys have have had any, you know, got any, I don't know, uh, any any stories to tell when it comes to, to the new staff? Actually, um, Reese has had a little in- interaction with him. I haven't had personally, but uh, from what he's saying, I mean, he's a, he's a stand-up guy. He's awesome. Um, me personally, I wish he would have got that last year with, with Bronco just just to get some of that. <laughs> right. <laughs> just to get some of that, that fire that they have. Right. Well, you know, it's, it, you know, and I'm I'm not trying to, you know, throw any stones at anybody, but it, I I I think working in that system, and playing for for Bronco and for for Coach Howell, uh, yeah. in the secondary would have probably helped him out uh, a great deal. Yeah, uh, I wonder yes, if he would have ended up at safety, honestly. Yeah. Um, because they seem to really like safeties about the same, you know, kind of size as as Reese is. Uh, mm-hmm. Who have corner skills? They, yeah. it's almost like to me they think that if you can find a cornerback with size who can hit, then you play him at safety and you figure out cornerbacks later because they they feel right. like that's such a you know a, such a big deal. Um, yeah. So it's I'm curious. I'd be I would have been curious to see that, but you know as it worked out, I mean obviously you know um, he's in a he's in a great you know it's a great organization to be a part of and certainly a great yeah. place to to start his NFL. Uh, career, Mo. I I just want to say again, man. Thank you so much for for being willing to to come on. I know it's been a obviously it was a crazy weekend, busy week so far for you um, on the work yeah. front. So I really appreciate you taking the time and and coming in and talking to us uh, for a little bit. Um, yeah. And we will we will definitely be keeping in touch. Hopefully down the road we'll be able to have you on and, and talk about you know some other stuff. Um, but as is evident, if anybody who follows you on on Twitter knows, uh, you, you know you're. Your passion for for the university is not stopped just because Reese, you know, won't be right. you know running out on the field at Scott Stadium again. You're you're just, you're probably the most energetic, one of the most energetic follows I have when it comes to you know anybody who's not like not paid to like say stuff. You know, you, you're yeah. constantly you know um, you know sharing the, the the good news so to speak. So I I think yeah. that anybody out there um, who um, had a chance to to, to watch Reese. Certainly, will have enjoyed you know hearing about this story and, and certainly keeping up with him um, as as he goes forward. But um, cool. Mo, thanks you thanks so much for for being on the show, man. Really appreciate it. All right, yeah, good one. Thanks, Brad. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. Want to thank uh, again Mo Canaday for giving us some time. Uh, like I said, I mean the man. Was, he said what did he say? He worked like forty hours already, and it's Wednesday. Um, so clearly. Uh, kid goes the, the dude NFL, literally like, just took a power nap after working all night and all day. He asked me to text him ten minutes before we needed to go on air so he could wake up. <laughs> that's crazy. He was that was yeah, awesome. Man. I, I really enjoyed uh, him coming on and, and giving us his perspective. I, uh, hopefully, everybody out there who's listening uh, enjoyed it as well. Um, obviously, some some more news that's that I guess has kind of broke since we last uh, held a podcast. Uh, Virginia has added a quarterback and lost one uh, in in the process. Let's talk about uh, Kurt Benkert, the um, uh, quarterback from ECU that transferred in, made his uh, decision. It's funny. Did did we talk? I feel like we talked about this on the podcast last week, right? Didn't we? I don't know. Had he no. no. No, 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 no. I, I think I think you and Ferber and I talked about it via text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked right. Because Ferber. Talked, right. Ferber God bless him. So he he doesn't like to talk on podcasts, and he's not on this one. Um, 
not not that you and I dominate the conversation, <laughs> Brad, but it, Justin kind of nailed this one the second he announced. His Seriously, the thing transfer. broke, and Justin was, and Ferber was like, "Yeah, that's gonna happen." And we're like, "I, I remember, I remember." I, I wasn't like, so much because I didn't do any research. I just felt like the need to put down Ferber. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a uh, for those of you who don't know, we have a uh, a group text, and so Ferber drops us in there, and I'm just like, "Man, that don't make no sense." And then the more I, we thought about, it, I was like, "You know, that kind of makes sense." Um, I didn't think he would be as apparently as immediate. I mean, like, I don't know if the kid uh, had his eye on Virginia all along or what, but man, it just kind of man that thing moved fast. Um, you know, because I, I mean, last I heard, you know, was that he he could, he was definitely going to visit. The, the 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 time frame was just a little bit up in the air at one point, um, but the confidence level among folks was just through the roof. So it doesn't surprise me. Uh, that he picked UVA is just the 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 timing of it, just how quickly and decisively it was. And I also thought it was interesting too, like you know, all day Saturday. I mean, look, all the all the tea leaves said yes, um, and then for not you know for not to to break until um, Sunday. I just I, that 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 in in a way it still surprised me the timing, but at the same time, like it, it was kind of surprised. I was kind of surprised it held off for that twenty four hours. But um, I, I yeah, if there's one commit, if there's one. Like, like Twitter, <laughs> like Twitter told you that was going to happen. Yeah, it, there like, were lots but, of, but it never confirmed it. But right. it just, yeah, 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 you, yeah. It, you're right. The, but the Twitter, the, I assume you mean tea leaves and Twitter leaves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty much what it was. Yeah, I mean, because like, and I don't want to, I don't want to like give away the farm here. But in terms of like, there are certain things. If you pay attention to certain things, you you can figure things out. Um, you know, um, I still tell the story that on um, signing day, God, the night before signing day three years ago at this point, the night before signing day three years ago, I remember going to bed early because I was like, you know, I had, I had already written a whole bunch of stuff, ready to roll because, I mean, it's, you know, UVA's class normally always done. And I'm getting into bed that night at like 1030. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and go to sleep early. And, I, and, I, and my phone buzzed. And I looked over, and it said, uh, Mary Tetlow has followed Cavs Corner. And I was like, that name sounds familiar. <laughs> I was like, that kid, yeah. And so I went and looked. This was the kid's mom. And she had just followed, like, the official football account and me and, like, um, somebody from the – I don't I forget, Maybe it was Giannato still at the Washington Post at that point. that was running the Cavs Journal Twitter account. And I was like, huh. So I dropped a, a couple texts to, to reach out to some folks to see what was what. And sure enough, like, you know, I think the way that one of my sources told me about it was like there was a there was a there was a present under the tree. So you can sometimes figure some stuff out without like without a whole lot of uh, detective work. And this was one of those that just, you know, seemed obvious. Um, you know, it, I, I, <laughs> I will never forget. Uh, there was one recruitment that I'm not going to give a name on where I know for a fact the family bought a whole bunch of UVA stuff, and then ultimately the kid picked somebody else within, like, a week. Um, so you can't necessarily go off or whatever, but there's the dude and his, and his fiance. That's a mystery, Brad. Who are you talking I'm about? Not, you're just not going to talk about it. There, there's the <laughs> dude like, and his fiance, uh, you know, decked out in UVA gear. I mean, they're only, you know, how, talking about how beautiful the, the place is, and so it just, you know, made a lot of sense. From the football side of things, it kind of does because even though Virginia had a lot of quarterbacks, they didn't have anybody who had experience in the system like he does. And as you can tell from from our story with him this week, um, you know he's clearly confident in his ability to to run this scheme and to to kind of come in and perform well. You know he's he's very clear that nothing's going to be handed to him. But you know I I really was kind of I don't want to say taken aback by that confidence, but I, I think that that's an interesting. It's an interesting um, footnote considering the the fact that this staff really does kind of carry itself that way in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean the staff is yeah they're they're pretty upfront about their expectations, their beliefs, their confidence, um, and I'm sure rivals and opponent opponents will eventually, if we're successful, find it annoying, and if we're not, find it degrading. Yeah, find it a, a source of degradation for us, but. Mm-hmm. Um, the, if you just think back to Broncos' whole description of his ideal quarterback, I mean, if Taysom Hill had decided to transfer to Virginia, there's no question he would be our starting quarterback next year. Um, I mean, 
if Taysom Hill had made the call <laughs> to transfer here, I'm guessing more than more than what we've heard this week about transfers would happen. But um, you know, Ben Kurt, I didn't know much about him. As we said, you know, Justin Justin kind of brought him up as someone who was looking to transfer, and I'll be completely honest to Justin, who's probably this. I'm only going to say this because I hope he's listened 30 plus minutes into the podcast to hear this. I just assumed the fact is from ECU that there'd be a issue, but the more I've looked into him, clearly there's not. <laughs> he's a wow. He, he is really <laughs> put that he, out is, there. Yeah, I just I just assumed like the like academic issue. Assumed. You know, there's no, a big academic discrepancy. No, I understand. I mean, for, Carolina for any, and Virginia. Yeah, no, I, I got you. Yeah. That's that's that's. And, and okay. we're we're pompous. I'm a fan. I'm not coming at you from a, <laughs> from a media he's, guy. No, he's we're a, pompous. Yeah, he's we assume a, we're smarter than you. He's a fan and a grad. It's okay. Um, he's allowed to be a jerk. Yeah. Um, no, but you when you watch Ben Kurt's film, and I, I you know I posted a highlight on the site um, from the spring game this year. He's got a big arm, and he's he's six three. He's uh, he's not quite a Taysom Hill level quarterback, <laughs> but he can run the ball. Um, so yeah, I mean he's he's got a lot of tools. He, he's going to certainly challenge, mm-hmm. you know, M- Matt and Connor. I mean the the thing that struck me was. Um I went to to grab a picture off the wire of of him to put with the the breaking news story on the front page when he committed. And there's these pictures from him playing Carolina, and there's this one of him going into the end zone, I guess on like a quarterback keep inside the five or something just from the, the way everybody is kind of standing around. And he's holding the ball out, and like he looks like a linebacker. He does not look like a quarterback. He's just like he, – I mean, he – he it's one of those it's one of those things where like the picture makes him look a certain way because of the angle and because of the way he like he's holding the ball and stuff but he he's a big dude and yeah, I was he like, can yeah, med press 225 a few times U, uva doesn't have anybody like that on the roster you know um so it's an interesting situation because and i think i made this point on the board but i i, I want to hit on this before we move on to the to the departure um he comes in with a lot of experience in the system. So even though he's trying to beat out two guys who are already here and already went through spring ball, they don't have as much experience in the system as he does. So you have guys who, a guy who is a two-year starter who doesn't have as much experience in the system as the guy who is, will have been on grounds for like 37 seconds. That is kind of fascinating to me. But Dave made the point, and I, I totally ganked it and then made it on radio earlier today. Like, this is a staff that is used to being able to deal with roster turnover. Like, they are because of the circumstances of where they were previously, they understand, I think, in more ways than, than anybody right now can kind of really appreciate, how to deal in chaos when it comes to the roster. So, like, the idea of bringing in talent doesn't scare them. The idea of competition doesn't scare them. And I, and I know that for a lot of UVA fans, the idea of bringing in a talented quarterback, you know, who has some hype, and maybe, you know, they feel like maybe he hasn't lived up to and now he's going to come to UVA and, you know, maybe maybe you feel like folks talking so much about a transfer means that he's like the heir, the heir parent or, or like whatever. I understand there have been some, some things in the past that would make you just roll your eyes a little bit at that, okay? But you gotta, you got to understand, like, this is a very different staff with a very different vibe, and the offense itself is so different. You know, I think some of the, some of the things that – um, you know that Robert and I talked about coming out of spring practice. It doesn't surprise you then that they took a quarterback who has experience in the system. Now, one yeah. thing about this is, is it's all about earn not given. I mean, we're all going to get sick of saying that, but it's the truth, right? It's just like Tony and the Pillars. I mean, earn not given is really the way you know Bronco views everything. Um, so like, the kid's going to have to come in and win the job, but he's going to be given an opportunity, and I think. Um, when you have a when you have a plan uh, and you know what you're doing, um, you can have quarterback competitions and you you know you can have things like that. Um, the downside, yeah, of I course. Mean, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Dave. No, I was gonna say. I mean, like you can say, there is no doubt that Ben Kurt has you know Kurt has more experience with the style of offense that is being implemented, um, and that's going to give him a head up, a heads up on Matt or Connor. Who, let's be honest, I mean the, these are the three guys we're talking about as potential starters. You know, there there's some other guys coming in with Cross and and you know was it Abraham Abrahamson or <laughs> how do you pronounce it? Sonny. Wow, Sonny Abrahamson. Um, Did you just butcher yeah. that kid's name? Wow. I'm sorry, I, I'm I'm still trying to get to my point. I couldn't get uh-huh. get in a three syllable name land, when you're trying to get to your point. Land time. the plane. Um, land the plane, Spence. <laughs> I'm gonna land it. Um, 
so he definitely has an advantage in the, on the offense because if anything you've you learned from the spring is that they put in a very basic offense um, and very basic defense because the spring spring practice was not about strategy or or anything else it was about culture so as much advantage as Kurt has over over Matt and Connor with the offensive scheme they have over him with understanding what this staff is going to demand of them now that does not mean that Kurt can't I don't I don't know which one's easier to pick up like you know is it easier to pick up the the buy-in when you're a, a guy like Kurt Benkert who is a graduate of ECU when he arrives on Virginia's campus with a fiance about to be married before the season starts, um, which is something that Bronco and, and his staff are used to at BYU. Like, does the fact that he's that long, far in his life, give him an advantage over them learning the culture that they would have over him, understanding the culture, but learning the offense. So it's going to be an interesting breakdown. But, I mean, there, I, I can guarantee you, unlike, say, a quarterback from Alabama who transferred to Virginia, there's been no promises made. Yeah, I mean, that's the that's really, you know, that's just the, the, the long and short of it. I will, I, one last thing before we get to the, the one departure I will add is that the fact that they went through spring practice and still added him tells you everything you need to know about what they are expecting in terms of a quarterback competition. You don't take a guy who can play immediately, um, you know, and at least in the Philip Sims case, hey, listen, at the time, I don't think anybody expected he was going to be able to play immediately. Um, so in a, in a lot of ways, when they took him, their, the risk was, was, was so small compared to the potential reward because he was going to have to spend a year getting, him, get, you know, getting accustomed to everything uh, as opposed to kind of co- trying to come in and play right away. Um, so when he got that waiver, um, you know, I just think they were kind of set up for failure. This is a situation where they knew beforehand he was going to be able to play. So you don't bring in a guy – Especially after you come out of spring ball um, without without knowing you're you're looking for something. Now, the unfortunate side of this is that you know it's big time college athletics, and that means that ultimately kids transfer, and that's certainly been the case for for the basketball squad uh, as well. I mean, there have been guys kind of in and out, um, you know, that kind of thing. So Nick Johns announces on, on Wednesday that that he's gonna uh, that he's got his release and he'll he'll be he'll be leaving the program. Um, I guess in a lot of ways, it doesn't really surprise me, um, considering you know there was a lot of mouths to feed, so to speak. Uh, in, in that, were you sh- were you surprised at all that that that, that to, when you read that news today? No, I mean we we kind of alluded to in the last podcast that there'd probably be a surprise transfer or two um, just because of you know, kind of realizing where you are in the, in the pecking order. Um, now, I mean, I wasn't surprised. I, I think, you know, if you looked at what we had on the roster Nick Johns made, if you didn't look at what was coming in or what was being recruited behind him, Nick Johns kind of fit the mold for a guy who could potentially be the quarterback, right? I mean, he's a big guy, but let's, let's say that, I mean, his, his assets were his arm, not his legs, even though he was a big dude. So now, I mean, surprise now. <laughs> Got that guy. I really need to learn how to be more succinct in my answers. Yeah, you really should. I, I think. Yeah, I should. Uh, um, I, you know, a lot it would of make ways, for a good podcast, though. <laughs> I think that having watched Nick uh, at camp and having seen him a couple times um, in the past, um, I, I yeah, honestly I don't know if he was that bad of a fit, at least in terms of the prospect that I, that that he projected to be. Now he. He may have developed some, you know, some things from the Fairchild offense, and 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 maybe that fit him better than this. But, I, you know, in terms of he was a he was an athletic guy. He was a strong guy. Um, you know, he people forget that he, you know, he broke his collarbone um, and had to, had, you know, missed a lot of time uh, in high school. Um, but I mean, when he came back to to that camp, even before you know that spring, he, he committed in May. Coincidentally, two years, two years. Two days shy of two years ago, uh, from the time that he um, uh, committed, but I mean he committed in, in May after our, our camp in, in the spring, and I mean you know I I thought you know he looked like he had really kind of come back from that injury well, so I, I guess I'm a little surprised. But if you think about numbers, you know, Kurt has two more years starting this year, and then Virginia has so that's one quarterback that you, that the current staff has recruited. 
Then you bring in Abramson and Cross, two guys that the staff either directly recruited or signed, right? And then Lindell Stone uh, is behind them already, a kid in, 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 in 17 that they've already com- got a commitment from. So essentially there would be four quarterbacks on the roster next season that this staff recruited, that this staff brought in. Okay? That's a lot of dudes, you know? Yeah. My one question to that is Ben Kurt essentially committed, let, let's say he committed Saturday and okay. the announcement was Sunday. Okay. I mean, you know, the smoke was there on Saturday, right? Do you really think he got granted as a conditional release by Wednesday? I would think so. on I mean, Saturday, or is he already leaning that way? It might. It might have been. A, it might have been one of the situations where he was already leaning that way. But I think too, he we ha, we can't make the mistake to think that 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 he heard the news on Saturday. I mean, the guy had been on ground since Friday, so I mean, yeah. the thing could have been in the works already. But it does sound. And if anybody who is, uh, I put a link in the thread to Andrew Ranspacker caught up with Nick. Uh, and and he said that that the staff basically asked him to move to change positions. Basically said, "Oh really? You know, you're not gonna you're you know you're 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 probably not gonna be able to play here uh, at, at quarterback." Um, so in a lot of ways, he didn't want to change positions. He wanted to stay and play quarterback. So if that's the case, I mean, considering that, considering that, I mean, it it obviously makes sense that you know he's probably already leaning that way because they would have had that conversation with him well before um, the Benker thing. I think that that was probably the piece that kind of put the the final nail in in that uh, coffin, so to speak. Even though I hate that yeah, metaphor, I, but yeah, I hate that term too. But you know, I noticed a couple people. Uh, I won't call that anybody, but I, I think I saw it in the thread when you you, you made the when you kind of announced the news on on Cavs Corner. Um, I believe there's one or two people who kind of like laughed at you know the the debacle, you know, yeah. the debauchery yeah, yeah, of the, the quarterback position so, right. continues. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, look. Transfers at the quarterback position happen at every school in America. Like I did a Google search of Alabama quarterback transfers, and it gave me three pages of information. I mean, Alabama has quarterback transfer all the time. It is not what happens underneath. It, it it's kind of like a duck. You know, it's not what happens underneath the surface; it's what happens on top. You know, it, it's what rises to the top. It, I think the it's easier for us for Virginia fans who who've had years of you know non-elite quarterback play right say right. hey this is a joke that we have another yeah. transfer but right. it happens everywhere it, it's what happens at the top that, that it ultimately matters um, right because here's what happens you, know. you, you you get sorted out you have a you have a you, you have a, a system that's that's in place and then you recruit to it if you are new then you have to figure out how to make the kids that you have fit and then you recruit kids that you think fit it right you're yep. gonna have, especially in any kind of transition, you're gonna have some that come and go. Um, you know, that's just like the offensive line. I don't think uh, you know Garrett Tuje is any less of an offensive line coach, or that the offensive line can't be, you know, any better or you know improve simply because uh, Grant Polk decided that he just that he didn't want to um, that he wanted to transfer and go somewhere else. Like the, these, you got to keep in mind two things. One. In any kind of transition, the coaches that didn't recruit the kid, like it, you don't have those connections. And while they did an incredible job of getting buy-in from players and making connections, some kids you would you know they look at the big picture and they, they want to do something different. And that's okay; it's their life. Um, the second thing is like if you choose to hold the past quarterback debacles against this staff, that's on you. But like nobody else, no reasonable fo- pe- person should do that. Like. Bronco Mendenhall was was nowhere near this program except for one night that one time. Um, that's it. Um, so anything yep. that happens with quarterbacks, it has nothing to do with UVA or the past or whatever. It's totally it, – it's, it's there. essentially this is a different game. You know, this thing is reset. And so if you choose, yeah. to, if you choose to hold that – you know, if you want to you harken back to the, to the, to the debacles of, of yore, hey, feel free. You know what? Go down that rabbit hole. Have, knock yourself out. I, I just don't think that – it's fair, and it's certainly not relevant um, to what's going on. Yeah, I mean, exactly. When, when Cohen decided to transfer in, you know, that's that's great. When Polk tra- decided to transfer out, we didn't hear a whole lot of comments about, oh, look yeah. at the body. If you look at a cross <laughs> the joke of the ball, offensive line, co- just because football. it's a quarterback, yeah, it's, right. the same, it's the same situation. College football is Quite frankly, Nick Johns has as much chance, as much as I, I like his game, has much chance to contribute to us this year as Polk did. Um, college football is becoming much more true. like 
college basketball in the in terms of transfers, um, especially with the rules set up the way they are. You go get your degree, you can play and play right away. So kids who are taking advantage, I mean, listen, they're not going home during the summer. They're taking classes. If they can get, the, you know, they understand the, the way that the, the system is set up. And so they're making the most of it. So if Nick can go somewhere else, um, play quarterback, get a good education, have enjoy himself, whatever, like that's that's great. Like at the bottom line is like I think Bronco has the right approach here. If you if you don't want to be there, that's cool. Like go you know go where you need to go, unconditional. Like just do it. Um, but I think he 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 wants to have guys in and around the program who are fully committed to it and who want to be there. And so I don't I. If there's a player who has any kind of doubts, go ahead. You know, like I think it's it's in your best interest, and there are lots of opportunities out there. Um, but I, I think that anybody who who doesn't understand that, like, we're probably not done in terms of seeing kids transfer out of the program. Like, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you know the way you know you give some more time for things to shake out and more kids leave. Like that's just that's the nature of transition. Um, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, yeah, I, and like you, you and Justin and I talked about. I mean. The quarterback is the one position where you can only have one on the field right. at a time. Yeah. You can have you can have yeah, eight. No one's going to rotate three or four exactly. quarterbacks. Yeah, well, on, they on shouldn't a, on the drive. They should. Um, so, though I will I will say I, I'm going to really enjoy when Bronco plays two quarterbacks at some point this season. Yeah, everybody loses and, and, their. Mind. Yeah, he'll be a genius. You know, it's all the whole. It's it's when Spurrier Spurrier went many years without ever playing two quarterbacks, and people thought he's a genius because he never did it, and then he did it for a while, and he was so it. The whole genius of your thinking is based on the results, not on the the idea behind it. Um, but it'll be interesting. So, you know, I would not be I would be a little surprised if we see a whole lot of roster turnover in positions where you know, like outside linebacker or defensive end or cornerback, right? Um, or wide receiver. Uh, you know, when you get to Running back and you know tackle and stuff. Maybe maybe we'll right. see one or two. And this is not based on any knowledge. Well, that's the other thing too. Just is like hunch. people get so bent out of shape about like like let just let the thing play out. Like you don't. And I'm not saying that because like yeah, ha ha you know acronym ha ha. But like let's just let it happen. Like you don't need to spend like these threads that were like oh so who do you think is going to transfer? Like I understand folks. It's a it's an off season, so people want to talk about something random, you know, to get through the day. That's cool. That's what the message board is for. But like, do we really need to to, to talk up things that are going to get people panic? Like yeah. talk about your favorite game that you've ever been to. Talk about the worst loss you've ever seen the team have. Talk about who you think ought to be the running back and what and how you know Mizell and and Alamade can be played together. But like you don't need like this whole this whole like thing that and this is not just on on this site. It's on it's on every it's every everywhere. fan base everywhere. Like people like get irrationally fr- like scared and like like uh, frightened by the idea of kids transferring like just wait for them to make their decisions like it's not that i don't know man it's just not gonna it's not gonna make or break your program if it is then yeah, i'm gonna have some bigger problems yeah, uh, yeah i'm gonna be kind of an a-hole here i mean oh lord nick johns who i liked i was happy he committed i liked everything about him literally interview i heard heard of him he helped win virginia zero games you know when, when, the, when you push that's kind of where it is um, well, so yeah, well, maybe, maybe he pushed so and so a little no, better, I mean, and he yeah, helped no, us win a game. But I, you know, yeah, I, in the grand scheme of things, we started zero games. We won. Right, right never played. That's true. I will say this: yeah. I, Nick is a good kid. I, I got to know his dad through the process. He's a good kid. Um, you know, I think for a lot of fans, recruiting is something that it's almost like a game inside of a game. You know, it's almost like uh, you know, you, you want your you want your team to pull in all the biggest stars and on all the highest rated players, right? One because you want because you know that the better talent wins generally wins more games. The other thing is is that there's a game to it. You know you want your you want to have better a better recruiting class than your rivals team. That makes total yep. sense. Um, I'm just saying that yeah, like, that's a good point. You yeah, got to keep go that ahead, in mind that like when you're excited on 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 a kid's commitment day that they added this kid. If the kid ends up going somewhere else, like you know what, just be respectful. You know you don't know that, you know. And I don't think that's I'm not speaking specifically to to this. I don't think anybody's like said anything negative or whatever. But like, just be mindful. Of like, hey man, these are humans. You know, they make they make decisions just like all of us. Like, the, you know, he's doing what he thinks is best for him. Um, I wish him the best. I uh, hope it works out for him. Um, can totally understand. Um, you know the reasons why. And I also think y- you have to understand too. Like, the kid, kid's been there a year. He's he's, you know, he's he's made connections, and that's tough. And so if he if he thought if he came to this decision and, and thought it was the right idea, it probably did weigh on him. So. Whenever it comes to transfers, I'm like, you know what? 
support them, give them the, you know, wish them well. No reason ever. I don't want to be mean, but there's really no reason to bring them up negatively ever. Um, because there's really no reason yeah. to bring them up. I mean, you know, that year that, um, oh, what's that kid's name? Defensive lineman that went to Miami. And there was a whole, like, drama after because, you know, he was a grad, grad transfer and people were freaking out. Um, kid from Philly. I can't think of his dang old name. Um, but, I mean, like, when that happened, like, okay, I guess, yeah, I can see that it was kind of a black eye because um, he went to, you know, within the division and whatnot. But, like, at the same time, man, just, like, just keep in mind that, like, these players, their families, they make decisions that they feel are best for them. Um, and at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's worth it. It's worth it to just give them the benefit of the doubt. You know, just yep. give them the benefit of the doubt and say, you know what, it sucks. I uh, hate to see you go, but, you know, best of luck to you. Wish you the, wish you the best. Um, yeah. And, and that's the way and, to handle it. And on that point, Brad, you know, going back to where, where we started tonight with Maurice, I mean, it's, it's okay as a fan to you know to to love your players and demand excellence from your program because that's what we all do right we we all assume our players and trust me i know this i'm married as you got you guys if you've been listening to podcasts you know i'm married to a hokey like they all think their players are the best too like they're good dudes right um so everyone thinks their players are the best and while we might be right and they might not be <laughs> yeah it's you always want to think the guys coming into your program are the best, and when they transfer out, you you might be sad or you might be angry or whatever. But the the whole it's the bottom line is the only thing we talk about is wins and losses. Um, so as much as we might like the player, you know, we've had some great players on some really crappy teams, right? And but when you look back at the teams that had success, there are some players who weren't as great who. I guarantee you guys remember the names of more than players who were good on bad teams. And that's just the way the game is. And sometimes the situation doesn't fit the player or the player doesn't fit the situation. Or, you know, and then you look at, look at what happened to Maurice. And I, I know Mo didn't say it, but we've all watched Maurice Kennedy play cornerback for Virginia and be very good. And in playing schemes, that did not accentuate what he is. Like Maurice Kennedy playing uh, non-press coverage as a six-foot-plus cornerback. And we've talked about it game after game. <laughs> it made no sense, right? And eventually it rolls down to, to, to what happens to him. So it, I've got no issue with a kid deciding, hey, maybe this situation is the best for me, whether it's because of scheme or, or whether they fit into the program as far as relationship with the coaches. Look. The difference between a six-round draft pick and a third-round draft pick pick is, is, is substantial. So, if a player thinks he can go somewhere else and be that, we don't have any right as fans or or media covering that team to, to judge them for making that decision. And I, I'm going to get off my soapbox here in a second, but the uh, <laughs> yeah, Nick Johns has never played it down for Virginia. He, the fact that that he felt after going through the, you know, he could have. Look, it's not like he went through two practices, and we all know how demanding these practices were. It's not like right. he went through two right. practices and said, "I said I'm out." Yeah. He went through the whole thing, right? He committed. Yeah, he went through the nine. He, he yeah, he went through the nine. He weeks made a decision of, at the end. Yeah, he made. He made. He went Go through ahead, the nine. He went through the nine weeks of of uh, of physical training and, and getting ready for it, and then he went through all fifteen practices. I, I will say this: I think that part of what you're hearing. For anybody out there, you know, might be wondering why why we've kind of gone off on this tangent. Part of this is is that it's just the fatigue of outrage. Like, like I I just don't understand fan outrage sometimes. Like, if 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 your school got 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 screwed because they they didn't make a call right or something. Okay, sure, you know, Grayson Allen traveled great, but um, it's like this is probably I guess for me it's almost like a preemptive strike because this is going to happen you know like there are going to be probably some more kids who, who decide to, to head on out um, either for playing time or whatever um, you know this this recruiting class may have signed with, with Bronco but they weren't recruited by him and they didn't have a whole lot They might some of them might not have had a whole lot of uh, choice uh, at the end you know like they may be stuck because they didn't really you know it was too late in the game to really restart the pro, you know the process so like you know we, we probably see a, several of those kids we don't know but all, I guess my thing is like this. I just want people to, yes, it's newsworthy when when a kid decides to leave and it's worth men- talking about. 
And and if you want to talk about the impact on the team, sure. But the well, the 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 sky is falling. People, as well as the this is just, uh, you know, a clown show. People really just there's just no need for that. And so I guess part of what you're hearing, uh, at least for me, I, I don't I don't want to speak for Dave, but I'm guessing also for him, is like this idea that like, hey, we all got to be outraged about everything. No, not really. Like sometimes, like he said, end of the day, Nick's a good kid. Um, made decision for him. Support him. Best of luck to him. But it's, he also, it's not like it's going to change anything right now for, for UVA. He, that's, that's probably means it was a good decision. You know what I mean? Like, and so y- you can support the kid and, and, and also understand the, the big picture without, you know, all the, the outrage. And I guess not so much tied to this. If, if, if Quinn Blanding decides to leave, feel free to freak out. All right. If, if that, if, you know, if that was the case, if, if, if take on my Zell decided to, to sit out his last season because he can't get along. Okay, fine. Freak out. Go at it. But like otherwise, man, just it's all good. Like it's gonna it's gonna work itself out. New staff, transitions happen, all good. Um, we've been we've been yammering for an hour plus, so we probably should uh, <laughs> This is supposed to be a light week. Yeah, this is supposed, <laughs> supposed to be an easy one. Um, but I do want to thank uh, Maurice Candidate Senior for coming on and, and talking to us uh, about the the draft process and what that was like for for his family. Um, appreciate him, obviously, especially considering how you know how you talk about a good dude. Correct me if I'm wrong, Brad, but he came on the first time we had him was the spring of 2011. It was 153 episodes ago, yeah. So literally, he's never like we've never known Maurice when Virginia was a bowl team, right? Well, we've known him, but he hasn't been on the podcast. Since uh, yeah, we didn't start team. the podcast until the spring until the. Uh, so the was it spring? Was it a spring game that yeah, year? Yeah, I think the, we started the spring game after they made the Peach Bowl yeah, or the Chick Fil A Bowl. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So you want to talk about good folks? Yeah, he's, I mean, there's a lot of he's good people. There, there, and you know, he's one of a, a lot in there that didn't, you know, unfortunately didn't get to see a whole lot of success and and still support the program, which I greatly admire. Um, and did it without, you know. And you know, w- w- was pretty pretty honest about, you know, Reese had to go and fix some stuff and. Uh, Re- relearn, you know, be retaught some stuff, and so, you know what, could have thrown some coaches under the bus that, obviously, um, you know, had an, a, a, a direct impact on on, on all that, um, but he didn't. So I appreciate that. Uh, I think that's uh, that's a sign of a good do. So yeah, I want to thank uh, for Mo for coming on the show and talking about that. Also want to thank everybody out there for giving us a listen. Hopefully, um, I know Dave's going to take a couple weeks off. Ferber and I will be manning the 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 fort. Um, Next week, I got to move into palatial Spencer states. <laughs> Copycat. Uh, so we'll we'll catch up with Dave in a couple of weeks. We'll we'll get further back for you uh, next week, and he'll, he'll be forced to talk more because they won't. <laughs> I like how you randomly said he doesn't like to talk on podcasts. I don't think ever has any problem talking on. No, podcasts. That's good. We don't give him a chance. Um, <laughs> sometimes he doesn't talk if he doesn't uh, have you know something to say. But anyway, uh, so yeah. Thanks, everybody out there, for giving us a listen. Thanks again to Maurice Candidate for coming on the show. And, and Dave, as always, thank you for being here. Uh, for David Spence, I am Brad Franklin, publisher of CavsCorner.com. Thanks for coming out. We'll see you soon.